Well, we're in. Little wardrobe change. Yeah. Got episode 161 when drunk on the ice. And now we're talking all things flyers, Mark. Really, really, really impressed. Yeah. I'm loving this, like, not having a ton of expectation level of watching these games because um, I got to tell you, the 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 vibe that I'm getting out of this team really makes me feel good about the trajectory of this team and puts me light years ahead of where I was last year because last year it was like pulling teeth to try to figure out what was positive about this team. But, you know, this team is playing really well outside yeah. of the blip of being the only win on the San Jose Sharks schedule at this point. Like, they responded really well, right? You lose that game in San Jose. You come back and you win two in California. You go at Carolina and you win. Really, really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, that's a beautiful jersey, by the way. Oh, uh, Lingdrills. You ready? Can, can you, the number? You know the I, guy? Yeah. It was, uh, it's an Eric Lingdrill, Big E jersey, right? That, so, that's an 88. I yeah. had to pull this one out of the closet. That I, is beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm a jersey connoisseur. <laughs> I hope my wife is not listening, but we've got a lot. Good thing I found a website where I don't have to pay full price. <laughs> yeah, right there. They they can uh they can be I'm an expense. Off, I'm holding off on the next uh the next one though. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. wait a, I'm gonna wait a minute because the next one I feel like the next one could be around for a little while. So I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for a, a, a color, I'm gonna wait for a, a specific player, a number. Yeah, and once I get confirmation on that. I uh I feel the same way uh you know with the with the jerseys and stuff uh, I definitely yeah. have uh um I'm waiting uh for my next Flyers jersey right but uh, yeah I I um really good road trip for them man I after you know after the San Jose game right it was just like oh what a what a Flyers what a Flyers ass way to start off <laughs> to start off this trip like just you know and it was just it's one of those games you go into it and it's like, you see it on the schedule and you're like, and I think that all, all fans feel that way. Right. But uh, it was like, Oh, that's going to be us. That's going to be, us. we're going to, we're going to drop that one. Right. And um, they did. And it, it was, um, that was embarrassing, you know, uh, losing to a win, you know, winless team at that point. And, you know, they yeah. can't stay winless for the entire season, but it's just like, you don't want to be the first team. It's always, it's never a good feeling, but uh, they followed that up with a really good game in Anaheim against uh, yeah. uh, against the Ducks team that's been off to a surprisingly good start as well. Yeah, and um, man, like you know, they took to to go to that that Ducks game really quickly. The Ducks made they turned some heads uh, on draft day. A lot of people thought they were going to go with Adam Vantilli uh, with uh, their pick. They went with Leo Carlson instead. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not that Leo Carlson wasn't a good prospect or anything like that, but I think a lot of people thought Fantilli was going to follow up Connor Bedard in this draft and uh, this past draft. And, man, like that was the first time I had really gotten a good look at him. Uh, I know that they played them earlier in the year as well, but uh, he's going to be a terror in the NHL. Leo. Leo Carlson, he's I mean, going to be an absolute terror. 
he looked like he could get anywhere, right? Three goals yeah. on five shots. Yeah, just... he was he was a beast in that game. And uh he looks like he's gonna be a good one, a really good one. Uh yeah, you know, so they played but they played well in that game. I, you know, um they were able to um you know the ducks the ducks are kind of like in a similar boat to the flyers. They might have a little bit more high end talent at this point than than the flyers do, but the flyers play a pretty good team game, you know, and uh, yeah. uh that's been a hallmark this year. Um they beat a really good and as you mentioned, you know, they beat a really good Kings team in LA and then came to Carolina and uh beat a really good Canes team uh in, in their building and the Canes play so the the Hurricanes play such a uh you know they play such a um attack oriented game you know uh yep and they can really you know turn a game ugly on you you know if you're turning pucks over and things like that but uh the Flyers did a really good job in that game and and Hart was terrific and it's really kind of been a the hallmark and as you mentioned about the expectation part that's kind of like the 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 exciting part about it right is like yeah. Same way, I kind of, you know, I haven't gotten too high or too low with losses. I mean, the San Jose loss was embarrassing, as we said, but like I haven't gotten too high or too low, and it's it's been enjoyable watching them win when you're really not expecting anything from them. You know, it's it's a it's actually a nice place to be, I think, as far as like a fan. You know, so I, I listen. I, I love. Well, I I really enjoy watching this team. This team they, they play hard. You, you you can see that they've kind of put it in their mindset that like y- you're not going to be able to kind of roll into a game with this team and kind of mail it in. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna earn, if you're gonna get you know the the points for the win, you're gonna earn every bit of it. You're gonna earn it on every shift, and that's something that this fan base can identify with. Sure. If there's a fan base that will identify with anything, this fan base in Philly will identify with effort. Mm-hmm. You put effort, we'll ride or die with you. The second that you feel like you're mailing it in, we're out. Bye. And, which is essentially what happened in the middle middle to the end of the year last year. It felt like everything was being mailed in. And that's where – like. The production that you're getting from Connecting and Sanheim, Sanheim and Atkinson at the top, really hard to argue with. You know the fact that it in you know, what ten, they're what ten are they they're they're what ten games in right now? Yeah, I think you know, it's around that. They they've got one, two, three, four, five. They got seven guys with double digit points already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. you mentioned Travis Sanheim. Uh, what a what a great uh, start the year start to the year for him. I mean, right. after the Provorov trade and stuff, I mean, it it, it really kind of, it it became a real big question. I think with the group of like, you know, who's going to take those minutes? Right. Uh, Cam York has done uh, as good of a job as I think a young defenseman can do in in a top pair role um, at this point, but. Uh, Sandheim's been really, really effective. And he's really sure. kind of – he always had the tools, but it was always kind of like his game would be too up and down. And there's – you know, this year there's been less and less downs with him. He's been pretty effective. Um, uh, you know, there, there's been a lot made, I think, of like the fact that he put on 
significant muscle mass this year. You know, they talk about it frequently on the broadcast right. uh, that he's he's um, he's put on some weight and, and things like that. He was always a big guy, but right. Um, you know, it was like that's one of the things that, like, in a best case scenario, if the Flyers were going to be competitive this year in any capacity whatsoever, um, a player like Sandheim would have to step up in the role and so far he has and that's been exciting and yeah absolutely uh and it, it's like a two-way game it's not like too offensively geared i think he's been playing really well um and one of his best assets is carrying the puck skating the puck in um you just see the confidence and you see it with a lot of guys you see it with a lot of guys that you know the you know connect these off to another really good start um and uh man hart's been terrific you know he's had he's missed some time here and there but uh he had a he was nicked up i think at the beginning of the road trip uh then he had food poisoning apparently <laughs> so he missed a couple games and uh yeah, which, yeah, but we gotta make sure the stuff you're eating is not past the expiration there, there dude yeah well was, I, he said that, uh that, they asked, that mid-body that mid-body injury was i don't think we i don't think we viewed it as internal yeah he uh I think he put it. Uh, they said uh, he he was he was like, oh, I had bad fish, which is like, uh, we don't need to know all that. Like, just why? Like, <laughs> we know you were sick. Right? Like, what are you just, just just get right, right? Like, let let, yeah. let let's keep it in the hockey injury category. He yeah, was, I was just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> an undisclosed injury. But yeah. no, Carter Harp had played like in the nine games that he's played, really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Impressive in terms of the the. The, the confidence that you see, you, you're, you're not seeing night to night the battles, the, the mental battles that we saw last year. Um, you know, his save percentage is, is you know, at 9-2-1. He's got 2.34 goals against. He's got one shutout. Like, you, you're, you're seeing the really, really good production out of Carter Hart. Um, the guys behind him, I don't know if I'd necessarily talk about them so glowingly. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, they were um Sam Erson's been a little up and down uh yeah, this year. He's had, his, he's had his moments. Uh and um, you know, Erson I know is a, a goaltender the Flyers are very high on. They really like him. Uh yeah. and you know, he was really good last year for them when he played. Um, I think moving forward as like a, a, a tandem here that that you could do a lot worse. Um Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, can't even Cal Peterson. I mean, he, he, I think he stepped in in that LA game on the road and, uh, I think, I think he was in for that game. Did yeah. He played both LA games. I yeah. think. And, he's, uh, he's played, he's played two games. The game at, uh, the, at, uh, um, what's it? The forum now, the key of four, like wherever they play the Kings. Um, yeah. he, uh, he uh, he was really good in that game. He was good in that game. I, I know he's been, um, you know, it was nice to get him in there in spot duty, and it not be a total disaster. Like he was actually pretty good, and yeah. um, you know, to to go back to like Hart, I I think like just, I think one of the things that are really really special about him is like technique wise. I mean, he's as good and technically sound. Yeah. as there is like he's very like 
when he's got his game going, he looks, you know, he looks 10 feet tall in there. Um, swallows up everything, you know, very little rebound. Uh, Gives you, you know, shades rebound. of like Carey Price kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's always been like the comparable, but they're like pretty apropos. Like when you watch him play, like you, you can kind of see that like Carey Price was a guy that was always very, uh, very like uh, low panic level, you know? And I think yeah, uh, Hart has a lot of that in goal as well. Um, but he's been, he's been terrific. And, uh, these are guys that like, if they were going to be better than we had anticipated, these are guys like Sandheim and Hart and guys like that, they were going to have to be better, uh, yeah. than we, we were thinking of them being better this year. And, uh, so far they have been, and, that, and that's great. Yeah. You know, like maybe we can arrive to the, their, maybe they'll arrive to their destination sooner than expected if that's the case. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, listen, and then you know, as Adam's bringing up, you know, the 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 play of Owen Tippett early on, you know, he's the he's the fifth leading scorer for this for this team right now, um, but you're seeing the the reason why he was essentially the centerpiece in that Giroux deal, where you know they almost like Florida had didn't have a spot for him but that doesn't necessarily mean he didn't come without talent and he's been really impressive early on. Yeah. He, uh, Tippett has been, uh, he's another one he's had, he's had his moments up and down this year. I do think, you know, like when we look at the decision-making, uh, of the coaching staff, I think there's been some, uh, the, the, you know, uh, like uh, guys are in and out right now, younger players. We can yeah. talk about whether or not they should or shouldn't be, Tippett's one of those guys, though, um, he's been afforded the opportunity to play through his his uh, low points this year. And, uh, you know, one thing about him, I think, is like skating ability is always like he's a much better skater than I thought uh, when he got here. Um, I did not think that he was as good of a skater. He's pretty good straight line speed and things like yeah. that. Uh, obviously, the plus shot. But uh, Tippett's a player too. I think like he needs to be with someone who gets who can get him the puck in, in spots where he can really let it go. And uh, you know, he's getting his game back in order. And I don't think that it's a coincidence that he's uh, him and Morgan Frost are together. Frost is more of a pass first guy. Uh, Tippett's more of a shoot first guy. They play off each other well. They played off each other well last year. So right. I think uh, coming into this season. And now that Tippett's games, uh, it looks like it's come together a little bit more here. Uh, I think him and Frost together, uh, I, I think it's something that works and it's something they should continue to stay with, you know, um, you know, because both guys I think are on point streaks right now. So I believe so. you're right. You make anything of the Bobby Brink drama. You know, I, I think that there's a, um, I think John Tortorella, uh, as much as, as much as we've been complimentary of him on here, uh, and we have, I think, in the past, we've talked yeah. a lot about um, the positive influences he's had on the team, and he has had a lot of positive influence on the team. Make no mistake about that. Absolutely. But I think, I think sometimes, you know, in a rebuild, you know, I need a coach that's going to be a little bit more adaptable. I think John Tortorella develops really streamlined opinions of players, and he doesn't deviate from those. I, and it's usually guys that are like smallish 
playmaking types that end up okay. in his doghouse. Um, a player like Tyson Forrester, yeah, has you know young player. He's had his moments this year as well, ups and downs and things like that. But again, much like Tippett, he's been given the opportunity to play through those ups and downs. Whereas guys like Frost and Prink haven't really been able to. Right. Um, they end up out of the lineup. Um, and they both have Frost and Brink have an ability. They they possess skill sets that the team doesn't have enough of right now, and that's just yeah, you're not wrong. Vision, Absolutely. creativity with the puck, and playmaking. So, you know, I don't like to see him out multiple games. You know, you want to you want to get him a, a game out where he's watching in the press box a game. That's fine. I think when it starts to become right. two games, three games, I get a little bit more concerned with that. Right, because you worry about the precedent that you're going to set, right? Like, yeah. And and the, I think when you're trying to develop this talent in the way that they are, the last thing you want to do is put – like I, I'm all for the accountability. Sure. But I think the last thing you want to put in a guy – in a young player's head is – them constantly playing like the next mistake is going to cost them two games right? internally. Like you want them to be able to go out and play their game and be productive. But we also understand that this is sports and mistakes happen. You can't have a guy in any professional sport going out and playing scared to make the next mistake because then I feel like you're not getting an authentic play. You're not getting that the 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 true value of that player when he's on the ice because in this case, like I, I need Bobby Brink to just go out and play. I don't need him thinking. I don't need him to go out and be worried about the next the next shift it is the next pass that I make if it's just off or if it if it puts us if it puts the other team in a scoring opportunity is that going to cost me and, and then I'm going to be sitting up in the press box for two days. I yeah. Don't need- guy like i especially from a young guy yeah yeah and i i totally agree with that i think like um that that's a criticism that i think a lot of people have right now it's kind of like the flyers have made it a mission of a rebuild and it's kind of like um you know part of what comes with a rebuild is is leaning on young players to kind of produce and I think Briere, uh, like to go to the general manager like with danny Briere coming into the season he did kind of backfill the roster with veterans um and it's kind of it's his job now to kind of figure out like he's going to have to sift through it and kind of create some space for some of these young guys to to play you know what i mean like uh as you said to to allow them to afford them the opportunity and the ice time to just go out there and play their games and you know um unfortunately you know when uh there's probably no greater lesson than, you know, playing in an NHL game, making a mistake with the puck, and it immediately ended up in your the back of your net to realize that you can't do those things at this level. You know what I right. mean? So, um, you know, and that's player development. There's peaks and there's valleys. And, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, it's an interesting uh, situation right now because they're kind of, they kind of have like this rookie rotation kind of going on. Uh, they're doing it on yeah. defense as well. Um, Igor Zamola's had ups and downs too. 
The, and yeah, um, the, the, there's a little bit of ESP going on because the get the, the literally the the guys that I'm looking at the the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was this <laughs> the, this young rotation of defensive guys that have have been kind of in and out of the lineup. Not you know like a guy like Zamula, right? A guy like Belpedio has been you know that in, in, in shorts in short spurts, <laughs> yeah. right? You're talking about like three four games, like. They've been productive, and, mm-hmm. and and I think that's what you want to see when these guys get opportunities to come in and play, that these are guys that are going to get opportunities and they're going to take advantage of them. It's been so awesome. We should talk about Louis Belpedio uh, and his um, – Let's do it. You know, career, pretty much a career uh, AHL guy to this point and yeah. has played right. like One. legitimately well. Uh, 27, since, right? Yeah. So not, not – not, not a guy 22, 23, but a guy that's got some experience, a guy that's that 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 has bounced around a little bit, but I won't I won't fault a guy for just coming in and being productive. Yeah. Um he's been great and he's like producing points, like you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's really it's he's been a nice story this year, uh uh for them. And you know, I, I just I can't help it, you know. I I have a soft spot in my heart for players like that. Um, there's, there's I think a, that's a, Mark. I think that's a Philly thing. We, yeah, we're, we're, we're always the suckers for like the 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 Tony Rotens and the Chris Coasts, right? Yeah. The, the guys at the back end of the roster that like come in and have like a big moment. Like, yeah. I, I think that's I think that's a Philly. That that's one of our Philly flaws. Yeah. Is like falling for that 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 everyman guy. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, you're exactly right. I think it totally is. Um, and I love Chris Coase and Tony Roten. I, re- I remember one time I was actually in college and I saw uh, – I was on Spring Garden Street and I saw Tony Roten come down just randomly on an Escalade. It was Tony Ray. He was just driving down Spring Garden. That's and, great. And I was like walking out of the building and I was like, oh, my God, that's Tony Roten. <laughs> like, and, that's uh, funny. I don't I even that. think people realized that it was him, but uh, he had the windows down and everything. It was, it was funny. Almost but, like looking for people to notice him. I got Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was a cold hero here, right? Same thing with Chris Coase. But I, I think, um, yeah, like mostly a, a, a career AHL guy to this point, but has played legitimately well in a, in a lower pair role for the Flyers. Uh, and as I said, he's like producing points, which is even kind of like even better, you know? Yeah. Um, and then like uh, I, I, we were going to talk about uh, Igor Zamola and, and he's one of these guys too. Like the physical package is very intriguing. Like, Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, big lefty shot defenseman, smooth skater. Um, but he's made some mistakes out there. I think he took a delay game. He's taken a couple delay game penalties this year, just yeah. firing the puck over the glass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's change the trajectory a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that kind of goes with the mistake point, right? Uh, that you yeah. were making, Don, like about just kind of, you don't, uh, you do it one time and it's like, ah, oh, it was a mistake. Right. When you start to do it more than once, I feel like that becomes like a mental thing. Like you're thinking about it. Right. And you're maybe afraid to go all high off the glass with the puck. You end up just shooting it over the boards anyway. You know, you're thinking, maybe you're thinking to yourself, oh, that's going to buy me a game in the press box. Like, right. You know, yep. in the, in the popcorn suite. And, uh, 
you know? So yeah, no, you're right. Uh, that's tough. And, um, you know, I, I'm cool with, and I think it's a necessary, like a, a necessary part of a rebuild. Like I'm cool with having young players earn their ice time. I think that the question that could be have could be had right now with the Flyers is a lot of their young players have earned the ice time and they're struggling still to, to find a, a spot in the lineup for them. So ultimately that's going to come up, that's going to fall at the feet of uh, Danny Breer to kind of figure out how to create a spot for some of these guys. Right. But um, Samola has been up and down too, but I really like the, um, you know, I really like the physical package there. Like, you know, the, the smooth skating, the um, he's, he's surprisingly physical. Like I kind of like that about him uh, below the dot. He's kind of, um, you know, he's not afraid to kind of throw his weight around. I, I do enjoy like a player that that, and I think John Tortorella appreciates players that are like that as well. So I, I'm happy with um, with that. But I mean, his play, I mean, he's he's kind of like in one of those lulls right now. We talk about peaks and valleys. He's kind of in a valley right now. Yeah. What about a guy like like Hathaway? Because he's another guy that like you know he's one of, he he's on the more vet the he's more of like the veteran guy. You have 32, but a guy who's played in all 16 games um, is not necessarily giving you a ton of offensive production, but I feel like that doesn't make him not a productive player. Yeah, his games, um, I think like if you're getting offense from Garnet Hathaway, it's kind of like a, a bonus. Like he's more, right. I remember when they signed him over the summer and I was kind of surprised by that. I believe he got a two-year deal. He's under contract this year and next. Um, but I thought it was in like interesting because like he's actually kind of uh, a player that is like he's a useful player, for, especially for like a, a, a cup contending team. Um, I don't know if like later in the year he's going to be someone who's going to i'm sure maybe the flyers might get some calls about him for a team looking for some toughness uh, i wouldn't be surprised but he can play a little bit he's not like uh he's not like just straight sandpaper out there you know he can actually he could play he, he could play a little bit and um i think he's got pretty good defensive impact numbers so he he's kind of like a checker slash kind of defense i think he pks as well so he plays the penalty kill um and he's he, he's not like devoid of talent, but he's a good like just a good fourth line guy, and I think they see what he does as like an essential part of the identity they're trying to build, um, kind of like a meat meat and potatoes kind of grinder type player, yeah, and uh, and a hard worker, you know, on on top of it. So, um, but uh, you know, you get the same could be said about like a player like Ryan Poling. Who's who's like a fourth line center uh, for this team? Um, he's another one. Like he's not. They signed him, but he's a former first round pick, and he's only twenty four years old. So I think they've been trying to find a spot for him to see like what exactly they have in him. You know what I mean? As as a player, yeah, he was the next guy on my list to talk about. Man, we are like just on. It's lockstep. I'm, I'm literally. I got. I got the. I got the mouse right on. Right on his stat line. Um, I think you're. Uh, I think this is just 
have we done too many shows together? I don't know what, what this is, but <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a good that, that that's that that that's a good sign to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, for sure. But yeah, but but Ron, I mean, he he's a guy right in you know who who has played you know 13, 13 out of the sixteen games. You know the the numbers don't jump off the table, but you can see him in a productive role on this team, which is. The, 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 I think the theme of all these guys that we're talking about is that you're getting production and you're getting, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting the more that they can be productive, the, the more that they're going to be competitive. I think the productivity that you, that you see leads to them being competitive in these games. And, and yeah. I think what, what no, no better show place than, than the last game that they play when they, when they play Carolina and they go down there and Carolina is a team that is consistently at the top of this conference. And, not only did they hang with them, but they they kind of controlled the puck and, and controlled that game for mo- for most, if not all, that game from the jump. Yeah, and that that's that's tough to do, I think, against like a Carolina team that's so like they kind of play like that hunt the hunt the puck style. Yeah, um, and um, you know they can make your life miserable if you're turning pucks over at your blue line, the red line, in the neutral zone. Carolina yeah. will jump all over you and. Uh, the Flyers were very, very um, – they were good. As you said, they kind of dictated the pace. And um, they've done that against – they've done that against some quality teams this year. Like there, there's there's been moments this season where maybe, you know, maybe coming into this year, maybe we were selling them a little bit short. Maybe they're a little bit better than we thought. Um, and um, – you know, that would be great. I would love to be pleasantly surprised, you know, at, at, you know, the fact that this team's a little bit ahead of that, where, where, where maybe we thought that they were. Um, but uh, I, I think as long as you have guys, like we talked about the young players, as long as they're, those guys are contributing uh, during this, um, I think that's a positive sign for, what we're considering the the rebuild, uh, you know, um, it's one thing when you're winning hockey games and maybe that's ca- counterproductive in a rebuild. But uh, if you're winning with young players, I really can't complain about that. You know, if Carter Hart's playing really well, 24 year old goaltender, a good young goalie, I can't get mad about that. You know what I mean? No, it, no, no, not at all. You know, it, I will not get mad about that. Anybody else on this roster you want to talk about? I got. I want to. I feel like it's only remiss if when we're done talking about this roster, we talk about the future a little bit because, yeah. you know, the I, I I got an account that I'm following that I I can't get enough of the uh, the Cutter Gauthier highlights on mm-hmm. Boston College. He's a guy who who just looks like he could be here sooner than later with as productive as he's going to be as he's been at Boston College. Um, yeah, I'm literally watching highlights as we're talking because the uh, some of his, he's got the overtime winner. The you know, lip just against who is it? they're playing UConn. Yep, he's just a guy who just at this level just looks to be able to be insanely offensively productive and is not gonna. He's not his. He, how do I make this comparison with he's he. In a sense, he's like James Harden. He's never met a shot he didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, he's going to be met with quite a bit of fanfare, I think, when yeah. he gets here. 
um, which is going to be soon. I mean, I think a lot of people are anticipating that at the end of the NCAA season, he's going to join the Flyers. Um, and that's very, very exciting. Um, that's that, that to me, that's going to put some, that that'll put some extra people in the seats in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so it'll be interesting, uh, to see, you know, him get here because he's been dominant at the NCAA level dominant, um, over the summer too. I mean, I watched them play for uh, team USA at the world championship, uh, over the summer and, uh, the summertime tournaments, you know, they're a little bit like guys are coming up, you know, it's a lot of players from, uh, from teams that were, you know, that were eliminated from playoff contention and all they go over play a summertime tournament in Europe. And, um, he was on that team. He was on team USA and, uh, he had some really good games and he just looks like he, he looks like he's ready to compete, uh, against, uh, the next level. And, um, I, yeah, like the, sh- the shooting's a big part of it for him. Like, I think we're still, you know, I think the, the one question with him is kind of like, we don't know quite yet. I think what he's going to be at the next level, he can play wing and center. I'm yeah. I don't know if he's playing wing at Boston College, at BC. I'm not sure. He might be playing center. Yeah, um, I'll look it up while you talk. Yeah, I'm not really sure how they have him listed. Um, but uh, at the NHL level, that'll be interesting about where he'll fit. And as we were talking about, like, you know, the roster being backfilled and things like that right now, it'll be interesting to see where exactly they'll have him. Uh, when he when, when he inevitably comes and, and, and plays for 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 the Flyers, so um, because the Flyers could use the help down the middle, I think I think they could use the help at center, um, but at the same time the roster's not terribly overwhelmed with depth at the left wing spot, so maybe you can put him at at on the wing. Uh, I'm not really sure where where he's gonna. You know, you're you're obviously going to make a spot for him. It's not like you know, yeah. But um, yeah, right now they got him listed as a as a forward. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm probably just they have him listed as a forward because he's playing two different spots. So yeah, um, they're just generally using forward. But I think like you know, well, um, that'll be an interesting thing to watch. I'm not really overly concerned about where he'll play. But it'll be interesting to see how the lines shake out once he gets here uh, and to see who they put him with and uh, how he's able to play off of guys. Because, uh, you know, we kind of briefly talked about uh, Morgan Frost, you know, and and his uh, playmaking, crafty playmaking type. I feel like a player like Cutter Kodia would like just him and Frost, like stylistically would hit it off. Yeah, um, yeah. You're looking at a guy right now who's sitting 11 games into their season with 14 points. Yeah, so you're talking about a guy who's you know over a point per game. Yeah, yeah, He's and being really, really productive. The NCAA is a good league too. Like, there's a lot of like talent in in the NCAA now. College hockey, Absolutely. I think, is getting. Uh, college hockey, I think, just in general, is getting better and better. It's I feel uh, like a, a lot as as that game spreads across the U.S. a little bit more. Right, you're not. It is not just a purely Northwest East Coast sport. Mm-hmm. Like you, know, you look at a, even a guy like we're talking about right now, 
like Godier is a is a kid from Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Like the, the you you see the, there have been guys that have been drafted from the southwest, you know, part of the US. I think the more that it becomes spread out across the US, mm-hmm. I think that only obviously that only increases the talent pool uh especially for for the e- even the US developmental league, right? The 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 more that the more the talent pool grows, the it's like that rising tide raising all boats. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it's making the the overall product significantly better. Yeah, the United States developmental program has like really turned out like they're a juggernaut now. Like it's it's impressive. Yeah, and and you mentioned like uh, Gauthier being from uh, Scottsdale. I mean, like Austin Matthews, who's a big star in the league. He's he's an Arizona kid, so. It, you know, um, those things are great for the game, you know, Absolutely. Uh, uh, they're great for the game. They help uh, grow the game in areas that you wouldn't think uh, would have it. And, um, and, and, and as we know, cause we're both fans, it's, it's a, it's a great sport. It's a great game, you know? And uh, if you have the opportunity to learn how to play it, it's, it's a, a really cool game. And, um, you know, so as like it kind of grows and all these American players are, are kind of coming through now, um, it's really, really good for the sport. And even like when you think about like pro players that their kids grow up here and they're American. Yeah. And then you're, like seeing, that. you're seeing that wave. Yeah. And um, I think uh, Sean Couturier was that, you know, Sean Couturier is also an Arizona born kid. I think his father was oh, wow. playing minor hockey in, okay. in Arizona. So he's got, Coots might have like dual citizenship or something like that. I, I He's Canadian, but. He was okay. born in Arizona. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's really good for the sport. Yeah. It's really good for the sport. And listen, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't, if we, if we didn't have a Mitch Koff minute, right. To kind <laughs> of, yeah. to kind of keep track of his, his progress. Right. So now as of, as of a day ago, uh, in the, in the KHL in 26 games, 11 goals, 13 assists, 24 points. Like, almost a point per game in a league. And I think it's important to remember the league that he's playing in is full of adults. Yeah. This is not a, this is not a, a, an OHL. This is not a developmental league. This is not college. This, this is the Russian version of the NHL. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, you're talking about a guy who's at the, at the top of the leaderboard in points in a league where hypothetically he doesn't age wise, doesn't really belong there. You know, I think about like with, with the Mitchkoff thing. And I think maybe like uh casual uh, flyers fans or maybe like Philadelphia sports fans that the flyers are kind of like on the lower end of their interest level, but they'll support the team when the team's winning or whatever. Um, I don't think people realize the um, soon-to-be impact that he's going to have here. It's its very similar. Like, yeah, you got the Lindros jersey on, right? Like, it's very similar to the, um, the fanfare, I think, for hockey fans that, like, this is a highly anticipated uh, player making his way over here in a few years. And gotcha. he's uh, – the fact that he's so young and producing at, like uh, – uh, almost a, a point per game level 
um, in in a serious league like the KHL, yeah, is so exciting for you know the the future. Um, I'm sure the Flyers have somewhat of a um, long term outlook of what the roster will look like in two to three years, who may be here, who may not be here, whatever. Right. And I'm sure they have Mitch Koff penciled in there on that uh, first line right wing spot. Right. Uh, And man, it's, I see those highlights too. I'm following as much of it as I can uh, of him. And I'm just like, man, this guy, this, this kid's going to be an absolute player when he gets here. And it's so it can really kind of like raise the profile of the team and uh, have a peaked interest in this group that uh, they haven't had, like kind of like a buzz around them that they haven't had, even if they had good teams, you know, um, right. Just having like this, you know, like a, like, like for the, you know, any of our other teams, like a Hertz or a Harper or an Embiid or anybody like that. Uh, yeah. Just kind of like this, um, no matter what your interest level is in the sports, uh, you have an interest, a vested interest in that player because of their personality, whatever it is. Like you may know, you may know nothing else about them, but you know, oh, oh, you know, you know, Bryce Harper, you know, or, you know, yeah. Joel or Jalen, you know, you, you, you look at the impact that the young guys at the top of this draft are having even on their roster now, right? Like the, mm-hmm. you, you look at the impact that that's had on the ducks. You look at the impact that Bernard has had on Chicago and that fan base, it, it reinvigorates that fan base to be able to, to get behind that team now. And, and I think, you know, the nice thing about adding Mitchkoff and, and Gautier in the in the upcoming years it's gonna it's gonna be an inflection point where they're they're ready to you know keep the guys that they've kind of worked out that they that they like move on from the guys that they know are not pieces moving forward but that inflection point where though that that are not inflection but that mesh point where that inflection of new talent is going to join the group that has already been working together i feel like it's also going to happen at a time where Carter Hart is a guy that is going to be in his later twenties, which is we know in the NHL for goalies is a more important part, like not their early twenties, but like that 25, 26, 27, when you're a seasoned vet, you've had the experience and now you've got the talent in front of you. Mm Mm-hmm really looks like it could be a good inflection point for them to kind of move right into that hot, that, that top end of the East. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's really, really fun to think about. Like it is, it, 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 re- is. it really it is. Fun. is. Uh, it's fun to think about because, you know, if, if Cutter and, and, and Metivy Mitchkoff are, are this, you know, franchise building blocks, you look at some other guys that have been a part of, uh, this that have had positive influences. We didn't even talk about uh, Joel Farabee, who's having a really, really nice, wow, quiet, yeah. just quietly effective year. Where you know, some nights I think he's some of he's one of their best players, even you know if he's on the score sheet or not. Um, Travis Konechny has grown up and has become uh, a quality player, leader on this team. 
Yeah. Um, that's been great. Uh, they've gotten great production from guys like Noah Cates, who, you know, has made um, – he's been kind of up and down this year. He's had a quiet year, but what he does away from the puck, the work he does away from the puck is really important. Um, you know, we talked about Owen Tippett. Um, you know, he looks like he has a, the ability to be like an ancillary kind of like secondary quality goal scorer on a team like this. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, and then, you know, you look at Hart and then you drop these guys in who have like face of the franchise level, like um, ability. It, it could be, it could snap together really quick for them, you know, and, and that, that, that part is super exciting, you know, it's really exciting. And, um, you know, we know at least Cutter's going to be here sooner, sooner than, ex, you know, sooner than later. But yeah, uh, I think. I think Mitch Goff's going to be worth the wait for sure. So, oh, 100%. I might have to hold out for that jersey. I know Mike kind of moved on it real fast. Yeah, he went right I, out. He went, he, he went right out. That's a, that's a huge, that's a huge get, Mike. To, uh, and listen, I hope the number works out. I hope the, I hope the, I hope it all works out. <laughs> um, but that's like the, 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 the anticipation of those guys moving forward is just really exciting to see. Mark, anything for final thoughts on your way, on our way out of here? Ready for uh, ready for Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. It's my fa- it's one of my favorite uh, favorite times of the year. Spending time with family and 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 stuff like that. And as I've gotten older, it's I have a greater appreciation for it. I think and yeah. spending time with loved ones and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to that uh, this year and uh, just you know watching football and hanging out and uh, and stuff in my face for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, I, I, I feel you uh, on that note. I love the, the thing that I love about Thanksgiving is that it doesn't involve any presence. It doesn't involve exchange and anything. It's just about being around family. Um, yeah. So listen for, you know, and, and I know that, you know, I feel very fortunate, right. That, that, you know, and I'm sure you do that, the, you have the family close by to be able to connect with, um, you know, so for anybody out there that, you know, that you might not be around family or your family, like, I know everybody's family dynamics are not super great, but, you know, try to find something or someone to be thankful for um, and, and really just look at that, at that piece. To, you know, so if you got someone out there that, you know, might not be in a super good spot, you know, check in with them, check in with your friends, check in with your people. Um, Cause while we feel very fortunate and very thankful, you know, there might be some people that might be on the opposite end of that. Um and just uh, really, really, uh, really love this time of year. Um, yeah. and, and it's going to lead right into the holidays and, and you know, and, and Christmas and New Year's and, and Hanukkah, whatever, whatever your, your denomination is, whatever you're celebrating, really kind of looking, looking forward to moving into that, that month and a half of just familial activity, familial stuff. So yeah, just uh, sure. well said, just looking forward to that, to that time and that place. And, uh, and looking forward to, you know, I, and listen, Adam, super thankful for all your input, all your, all your, your questions, you know, really you, you're a guy who, who always jumps on this pod and, and, and has the comments, whether it's, doesn't matter the doesn't matter the, the team, the topic you're always checking in. So we really appreciate you being a, a, a supporter, a listener. Sure. And, uh, you know, with that, Listen, let's hold the flyers. It's Star Wars Day down at the at the at the rink today. So uh you got a you got an afternoon, you got a matinee, 
Perfect. Um, Stanley Cup champs are in town. It's going to be fun. You, you, yeah, you got the uh, you got the the Flyers playing on. Uh, they're going to play the Vegas Golden Knights. Just uh, just excited to uh, to kind of be around. So have a good day. Go Flyers, and uh, we'll check in with you in a little bit. Peace. Peace. Vonsi Brewing Company is a 20-barrel, 16,000-square-foot microbrewery with a 2,500-square-foot tasting room, including a spacious outside beer gardens in Norristown, PA, in the heart of Montgomery County. The Von C. family is part of the family that started C. Schmidt and Son Brewing in 1860. Stop in Wednesday through Sunday and taste a variety of draft and 16-ounce cans of originally brewed beer and tell them the Drunk on Broad crew sent you. Vonsi Brewing is located at 1210 Stenbridge Street, Suite 300 in Norristown. Cheers! Team Clicks are the only glasses for real sports fans. With interchangeable arms you can support all of your favorite teams or even make and create custom options as well. These die-hard sports fans have realized that sports fans needed something other than face paint to show their love and passion for their teams. Go to teamclicks.com DOB and show your love for your hometown team. La Torrance curated collection of men's and women's watches is a perfect investment that lasts for years to come and fits perfectly with your every outfit and style. Our range of classic watches aren't just a great perfect formal and casual accessory, but a time machine that takes you back to memories. Explore our collection of timeless watches that can reflect your taste, personality, and personal style. Our exclusive collection of carefully curated affordable luxury watches is what you need to make a personalized style statement. You can take pride in your prized possession, handing it over to the next generations as your most loved asset that they can also own and display with the same pride. These high quality pieces stand the test of time, giving exceptional value and return on your investment. Those are locked. Dash tourain.com and use code DOB at checkout and get 10% off. If you're looking for unique sports apparel, check out Streaker Sports. They've dug deep into the archives and have brought back some incredible defunct team logos and have even created entire defunct league collections. They also have collections paying homage to sports culture including the Miracle on Ice, Slapshot, Kadishak, the Mighty Ducks, and even have a license with Wiffle Ball and USA Hockey. Only for Drunk on Broad listeners, use code BROAD at checkout to get 10% off anything at streakersports.com. Again that's 10% off anything at streakersports.com with discount code BROAD.